are in episode two of the Mellow Music Therapy Podcast. It's, it's good to be back, Cheryl. It seems like such a long time. It does, doesn't it? <laughs> it is good to be back. It's been so like a week. <laughs> all right, we're going to get into a new topic this week. Last week we talked about what is music therapy and what's it all about. And this week we're going to jump into some specifics and talk about uh, something that you deal a lot with, or at least that's my understanding, right, Cheryl? Yes, I do. Mm-hmm. We're going to talk about how music therapy benefits kids and adults who happen to be on the spectrum or who are artistic. Yes. So we're going to talk about how music therapy can help these people on the spectrum and we're going to dig into a little bit of the research that shows that music therapy can benefit these people. Yeah, well to start with, there's been um, quite a bit of research done just even just showing that people on the spectrum um, have they often will have perfect pitch or just an enhanced ability to process music or process melody and complex rhythms you know they remember um you know they often remember songs and melodies very easily even if just after hearing them just once or twice um, they can understand musical rules often um fairly easily and um it just music just seems to be really embedded in them and they uh, respond to it um, easily. And there's been a lot of, re of course, everybody's different and there's, you know, a big spectrum of people, but the research has shown this generally is, is true. So in popular culture, we've seen some of these people uh, like uh, Cody Lee from America's Got Talent. Mm -hmm. He's a kid who has some fantastic music ability. Yes. And he's a fantastic piano player. He won, yep, right? Yep, he did. Just won. So we've seen in popular culture these autistics who have these phenomenal musical gifts, and it's just, I don't know, it's just incredible to see what they could do. Yes, um, and then they're also often gifted in things like memory and auditory perception, which kind of coincides with those musical skills, you know, and remembering songs and pitches and... Right. And rhythms. So it's clear that music is innate in these people. They have a gift and a talent. But what can music therapy really do for them? Maybe it's obvious, but maybe not. Uh, what, are, what are things that you can do in the therapies that can really change their lives? Well, good question. So it, because it's so innate in them, it seems to really um, have a profound impact on them. And so it's a way that we can use um, their strengths and their interests and abilities, things that they already have to create these positive changes that we want. Um, even these changes that we want outside of music, like functional abilities, but we can use these um, strengths in them and these things and this interest, things that they love to help produce that. So I'll, I can give you yeah, for example. some examples. Yeah. So I have a client who he's a, an older teenager um, and we've been doing some adaptive piano lessons with him. And What does that mean? It means he's learning to play the piano but just in a little bit different way because he learns differently and so we're doing it more in a music therapy, from a music therapy uh, perspective. And so, but as we've been doing it, we've been we've discovered that he has perfect pitch. So he can, um, he can listen to a, 
a song on the radio and then just go over to the piano and just start playing the chords on the piano and without even really knowing what those chords are. <laughs> and so, so we're taking that and using what he already can do and then, um, and then helping him learn things that he doesn't know how to do. Can you give us a for example? Right, so he can already he already knows how to just play those chords. So then we're teaching for him. His functional goals are music, learning music, and learning, um, you know, theory and things like that because that's what he's wanting to do. And so we're taking what he can already do and then teaching him. Oh, that's this chord. That's this rhythm. That's this. Even though he's innately already right, and so he can pick it up quickly because. He naturally is kind of is drawn to those things and then we can teach him that it's kind of the opposite before a lot of times you teach someone this is what this chord is this is what this rhythm you know how to count or and then you teach then you teach them what it is but he's already doing those things and then we're um, teaching him the concepts uh-huh and or I have somebody I have a couple of kids who when they first came to me their attention span was probably about maybe 10 seconds on anything like mm -hmm. you sit and try to do something with them and you know they were young and they just had a really um difficult time paying attention to anything and if they saw anything um a lot of times these kids are their sensories or their senses <laughs> are either very heightened or very low so a lot of times they're very their sight sense is very heightened so if they see things around they're distracted so if there's anything in the room they're super distracted and so when I first would see them they just wanted to touch things and go all over the room and we have done little musical interventions with them just had goals for to do let's get them to sit 15 seconds then 20 seconds and we're doing things that are interesting to them to start out with right we're singing songs using visual aids doing things that are interesting for them and teaching them by using those already innate interest and skills to sit longer and focus longer and then we can like transfer it to other areas and now these kids can sit for you know minutes instead of seconds so it does work it does work a lot of times kids on the spectrum may have trouble with communication and so just speech in general or mm -hmm. yeah like some of them it, it just it depends you know it could be their actual speech but it could also just be the communication like they know how to talk you know, I mean they, they can say the words correctly yeah. but they just don't talk or they don't um, know how to express themselves or you know it's a it's yeah. such a huge spectrum obviously but um, but the music can really help kids to express themselves because a lot of the times even though they might not talk, be talking in sentences or um, they can fill in the blanks of songs that they know, or they might even sing whole songs that they know. Um, and you, and it's just a whole nother avenue and, you know, area of the brain than just the language and speech that helps them to create this language and communication and self-expression. And, and so that's, that's a really exciting area, I think. And we can, and then we can, transfer it it's hard to explain it in such a short amount of time but we can do things that help transfer it into their speaking and functional language but a lot of what we do with kids on the spectrum is focusing on communication and social skills and things like that even just eye contact and
Okay, so how do you use music or music therapy to help a child who's autistic do something like make eye contact? What, what does that therapy look like? So there's a, lot, a few different ways um, you can, for some, so the one important thing to remember is that um, a session is very individualized to that person. So the music therapist has a huge toolbox and and they have the knowledge of things that they could do, but they have to see what that specific person is needing. And so every session is, and every person is going to look different. Um, so, but I can give you some examples. So for eye contact, depending on what works for that child, it could be um, I might, you know, create a song about looking at looking at my eyes while you speak or <laughs> you know so that because a lot of kids I could say to you I could say to them look at my eyes when you're talking and that and it just doesn't process very well for them but if we turn it into a song if I sing it to them or it's something that they're singing then they can follow it easier and because it has that melody and so it might be something where we teach them a song about it or it might be something where we use instruments or things, you know, up by my eyes or or just um, we're singing the hello song and then we won't go to the next thing or do the bubbles next or whatever it is <laughs> until, you know, um, until they look at my eyes once or two times or three times. or So music can also be used as a motivator, um, do their favorite song, you know, dancing to it. Um, there's all it's it's very hard to be concise sometimes in these answers just because there are so many different ways sure. to do this be, depending on the needs of the person. Okay. Now I've heard that these autistic kids can have challenges with you know kind of sensory overload. Is, is, is that true? Um, often because of their sensory processing. So sounds could bother them, um, touch can bother them. Um, so, yeah, so it's a lot of times that sensory um, stimulation that can be very irritating to them. And they can get really frustrated. I've had kids who negative memories will come up in their minds and they'll talk about and they can't, it's hard for them to get off of those negative memories and then that will get them upset. Yeah. And so it's help. so we do a lot of things to help them learn how to cope with these um, things that, you know, where they have a hard time regulating their emotions. Um, we, we use the music and the rhythm and lyrics and all kinds of things to help them learn how to cope with their emotions and their, the sensory processing. Okay, that's terrific. Now, are there any other things that you want to talk about before we discuss some things that parents could do at home for kids who are on the spectrum? So a couple of things. Um, one thing is I think um, no matter what, uh, we, you know, we always assess the client when they come in and see and between what I see and, may, and if it's a child, you know, what their parent tells me or if it's an adult, what they're um, wanting to work on. Um, between all that, we come up with goals and objectives. And, you know, and these could be helping the 
person with transitions, help them with focus and attention, help them, you know, communicate better, like we said, with their sensory regulation, social skills, um, even academic skills and cognitive skills, and also impulse control. A lot of the times um, they struggle with impulse control. Um, but even beyond all of this, the kind of bonus of it, of music therapy, um, is that because of the things that we've talked about that is seems to be innate in them, this is something that they really enjoy. And so a lot of times this is, it's a therapy, it's not like a drudgery therapy for them. It's a, I'm not saying every therapy is a drudgery, but, <laughs> um, but it's something they enjoy and they usually do well. You don't have to be a musician to, you know, participate in music therapy, but because it is something that they usually catch on well and do well, then it's enjoyable for them and they, it builds confidence and it gives them an emotional kind of outlet. And so that's just even kind of the bonus beyond the goals that we're working on with them. Um, and just a couple examples of other things that we might do. There's a, a lot of times when we're working on impulse control, um, we, I have a little basket full of balls and I turn over as this big drum I have. So it's like the basket to throw the balls in. And it's just these little soft balls. And I play on my ukulele one chord that that's a dominant chord a five chord so it's not like a resolved and i it's just kind of a duh, like i'll go wait wait and i just play the chord while i'm singing wait and they have to hold the ball and i'm just playing this chord slowly over and over and over and over and then i change to a um, tonic chord the one chord so it's like resolved and i play it really fast and just say throw the ball throw the ball throw the ball and then they throw the ball into the drum and eventually I take out the, the words and they just have to listen for the musical cue and they have to hold that ball, which may sound <laughs> easy, but it can be very hard when you just, you're a little kid that just wants to hurry and throw that ball into the basket and they have to wait for the right musical cue. Um, you, we can do the same thing, um, just listening for musical directions you know, working on that, the auditory and following the directions where we use musical cues for like jumping or spinning or, you know, they, when they hear the right cue, then they, um, then they do that thing. Yeah. So if you were a parent that had a child with, who was autistic, what, what could you do? So one e easy thing that you can do, and you might, a parent might feel intimidated by this if they don't feel like they're musical but it doesn't matter. I mean, that you could just make this in any tune that you want, um, but just singing directions and singing things that you want them to know and just see if that makes a difference sometimes because often it does um, instead of just speaking. <laughs> they will just, they um, will focus. They just seem to focus on that and can um, process that a lot better a lot of the time. So when you have a direction you want them to follow or just even teaching them a little concept, try putting it to a melody. Um, also, if, if the so what, child... So what would that look, what would that sound like? I'm going to make you sing. All right. Like it could just be, come sit down by me. And you just sing it over and over and over. <laughs> or it's, it's mm -hmm. time to get in the car today, right? Just any, right. whatever you're going to do. <laughs> so Barney was really oh, yeah. ahead of his time. You know, what? the other show I see a lot now is that I think, you know, maybe a music therapist was involved in this was is Daniel Tiger. 
Oh, yeah. They do a lot of singing of and teaching through singing, just right. little melodies like that. Well, and that, uh, Daniel Tiger, right, is the predecessor to, or well, no, it's the... It's, yes. It, it came out of Mr. Mr. Rogers, Rogers right? yes. And he was really into that. Yeah. Music was a big part of his show, so... Yes. Yeah, I mean, these, these concepts have been around a long time. They have. Um, but now they're maybe more formalized in the... Yeah. In, in music therapy itself. Yeah, so, and other things you can do is... You know, try to get your kids to sing, especially if it's um, a child that doesn't talk a lot. Um, if you can't get them, you know, if they just these little repetitive children's songs, if you can't get them to sing a whole song, you might be able to get them to just fill in a blank, you know, just twinkle, twinkle, little. And then a lot of times they'll produce the word. Right. And, you know, that's the start of just getting them to communicate. And, and, also just using music as a motivator um, I mean you can use it just like if you you know use the peppy music when you want to get them to do something you clean up or you know you can mm -hmm. use it to calm them um, or even just as a reward find their favorite songs that they can dance to and as soon as they finish getting something done it can even be but I think you can find ways where it can help motivate these kids because it oftentimes is just it's that since they are innately already are love music and are drawn to it, you can find ways to um, help teach them and motivate them through the music. All right. Anything else? Um, I think that's, I mean, there is a lot more of it. <laughs> Try we'll out just, for today. We'll just save it for another <laughs> yeah. podcast. All right. Well, thank you, Charlotte. Thank you, Andy. And thank you to the listeners. And we'll see you next time. Thanks for joining us, and don't forget that if you would like to be a guest on the podcast or send a question for us to answer or even have an idea for a podcast talk topic, um, go to my website at melamusictherapy.com and you can find how to contact me through there. So thanks for joining us. Thanks.